Coming up, we're finally giving you our review of the holidays at Universal Orlando Resort. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 154 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, as always, Craig Williams. Today, back on the controls is my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Thank you. Yeah, 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 we switched it up. <laughs> yep. Switch that up for See one. What I did there. And then today we are joined alongside by a special guest. You may know him by his first name, Tyler. I know him by the new name that I just gave him before we started this, Taekwondo. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's the best thing I could come up with. Wow, that was awful. <laughs> I need to take it, <laughs> take it back now. Yeah, we're probably going to edit that out. I'm going to forget to. So, uh, <laughs> wow, Tyler, that, that was really that bad. You want to edit it out? Okay. It, it wasn't great. Uh, Tyler Crouch here with us today. So all the way from California. Hi, everybody. Hey, nice to have you here again, Tyler. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It has been. I mean, it's since the last time you were here, which was back in August, I keep thinking August, you're going to say believe. something. I'm sorry. I'm switching and waiting for you to say something. I'm waiting for him to finish his sentences. No, I do run on Rude. sentences. <laughs> it just if you don't speak up, I won't stop. That's how it works. I just talk all over everyone. He holds the last le- the last sound of every word <laughs> until you come back in. If you notice that, <laughs> so we have a really good episode for you today. Uh, if you followed us two weeks ago. Uh, this very day, two weeks ago, this very day, you saw Rhino and I for the very first time at at Universal for the holidays, except I don't think that came out for like four days after that. So timeline's getting a little skewed off there. But regardless, you have already at one point in time now seen our initial review right after the moment. Rhino and I were jonesing from the high that Universal gave us after, you know, throwing hot butter beer our way, after showing us a parade with absolutely no one else there, after all of that. We've had a lot of time to let it sink in now. Myself, I've been back once, at least once, to check out more of the holiday stuff since that first encounter. Uh, Rhino has not, but he's let it sink in. I know that for sure. Uh, and you didn't bring your Grinch gloves today. Oh, oh. man, they're sitting on my table. Yeah. I wanted to creep them into the shot. Yeah, you wondered what was in the bag in that uh, the vlog that we did where we talked about it. It was about the creepiest pair of Grinch hands possible. They're just so long. The fingertips are so long. And it's not even like, oh, there's my finger hits the end of the glove and then there's fingertips. It's just a weird, like... I stole these from some sort of alien creature. Yeah. And I'll be wearing those in pretty much every holiday vlog we do from here on out oh, to the end of the season. Absolutely. And maybe beyond it. it it's a must. So, yeah, where you, uh, we've, we've come down from that. And then Tyler brings a different perspective. No, he hasn't really. He's, he's been busy since he's been here. So he hasn't had time to go over and give, uh, give Universal his full attention. But 
he has experienced everything out in Universal Studios Hollywoods. Uh, Hollywoods. What, there's there, Hollywoods. Yeah, I did. There's two. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Okay, then he experienced everything at Universal Hollywood in terms of at least the Wizarding World uh, go, comings and goings of there. So he'll be able to help lend that perspective, and hopefully we'll have a firm grasp on what you have to really look forward to this holiday season at Universal Orlando. And I I don't know. Should we just jump into it? Should we talk? Before we get to that, should we mention Bonnie Wright? The joke you just made? No, that was a bad joke. Oh, I don't know anything about Bonnie Wright. She's coming to she's coming to Harry Potter celebration. What? Celebration of oh, Harry Potter. That Bonnie Wright. I was yeah. thinking of the singer. Isn't there a singer Bonnie? Yeah, I think Wright? you're thinking about bon- Bonnie Wright, like R A I T T. That is who I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> Bonnie Wright. Bonnie Wright. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie Wright. Wright. <laughs> that was way off. Okay. Oh. Exciting. Hey. Well, well, who is Bonnie Wright? Refresh our memory. I know who she is. But. Well, when you're not Bonnie wrong, you might be Bonnie Wright. Uh, she's Ginny weasley she's coming to a celebration of harry potter they they talked about more of it uh hey we might have even talked about it on the last episode i forgot when they announced that i don't think we did okay well we'll talk about it later we're not going to talk about it this one you'll get our thoughts and feelings on that in the future uh but yeah the long story short three new panels literally three new panels at the celebration this year so everything you and i have been complaining about now for two years, they finally are saying, okay, we're going to fix this. What are the panels, do you know? Uh, the one is a Mina Lima panel, like they've had before, but this time it's solely focusing on Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. The other is about costuming, mm. and I can't pull the last one off the top of my head. Still no Fantastic Beasts, anything? No, 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 no. But we got new panels, so new entertainment, new fresh. Mm-hmm. Bonnie Wright returns. Some good stuff there. Again, we'll talk about that in the future. I want to devote this to Christmas. Christmas. Because all that celebration of Harry Potter, that's not happening until after Christmas. So let's let's start off by going over everything. Let's go over the details. Christmas already started there. And sorry for that dramatic pause. Uh, and it will continue on through January 6th. So... You're you're running out of days if you haven't made it over there already. I highly recommend it. This is, the first thing I want to discuss is touring plan style with this, and that is it is very difficult to come up with a, a distinct plan of attack on the holiday stuff, and that's just because on on paper when you look at the list, it doesn't seem like there's actually that much. You know, there's. The Grinch and Friends character breakfast that you could hit in the morning. The Grinchmas Hula Day Spectacular in in Seuss Landing. You have the Hogwarts Castle Show. You have the Frog Choir. You have Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees over in the studios. You have the Blues Brothers Holiday Show. You have the, the Barney Show, if that's mm. your thing. It's some people's things. If you end up showing up on uh, one of the weekend nights through december then you have the chance to see Mannheim steamroller as well uh and the universal's holiday parade brand new this year with that so there is a lot to cover in a very very short amount of time when you start thinking about it a day how do you bounce around so hopefully we'll be able to kind of help with that i'm actually going to talk about the events 
as it goes through. So if we were talking about like a an ideal day, which essentially would be uh, would be a weekend, um, just to give you an idea, through December, I'm not going to talk about the last days in in November here, but through December, basically Universal Studios on weekdays, Monday to Friday, the park is open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, select Saturdays and Sundays, even at that, the park's open from 9 to 8. And here and there, it's like it'll only be open until 6 o'clock. Chances are that's when a special event's coming in. Once you get to Christmas week and Hell Week, then the park's open a lot later, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 12.30, obviously, on, on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. So that gives you a little bit more flexibility. But then the same thing is kind of happening over at Islands of Adventure. We're talking 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on weeknights and then uh, on weekends, 9 to 8, until you get to that hell week. And then it's 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock that it's open to. This is actually very concerning considering right now at least – while sunset in Florida is around about 545 is when it's been getting like, you know, when it crests down, that backlight is still coming up and out. So I would say it's not like dark, dark any night of the week until at least 630. And uh, considering a lot of this entertainment is enhanced by the night, that's uh, that's definitely an issue. But um so essentially the long long story short on this what i'm trying to say is if you if you only have one day to try to get everything christmas done just be aware that if it's not a weekend if it's on one of those days where it's 9 to 7 there is basically unless you're okay with like seeing the the hogwarts castle show while it's half dark outside and not really the ideal way of seeing it um, you're you're not going to be able to do everything. You really need two days to get the full experience of what Universal has to offer um, in, in terms of the holidays. But let's go over what uh, I think an ideal day would be as then we start to talk about everything. And the first thing that I think you should start with your Christmas day with at Universal is the Grinch and Friends Character Breakfast, which I know we are definitely finally going to go ahead and do it this year. Are we? Yeah, I've made I've made the decision. I know Pete's going to do it separately on his birthday, uh, which is coming up very shortly. I don't think we got invited to that. It's okay. Ouch. No hard feelings ouch, on that. Ouch, ouch. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go for. Well, he's not doing it on his birthday because, as I just looked down here. It's not available on his birthday. The dates for December are December 1st through the 3rd, the 7th through the 10th, the 14th to the 17th, the 20th through the 25th, and the breakfast, uh, I believe there it's, happens between 8 and 10 a.m. Uh, the price for it is $34.99 for adults plus tax, $20.99 for children. So a little bit on the expensive side in terms for a breakfast, but, I mean, you get you get a full breakfast buffet and you get to meet the Grinch who's going to come over to your table and take pictures with you uh, mess around a little bit and there's a bunch of other creepy little who's walking around if that's your thing could be Tyler's I don't know you know, it was really fun. We were standing in that new cotton candy shop the other day. Oh, and, yeah, the um, Hong Conkers. Yeah, Hong Conkers, yeah. which is just like the specialty. The Hootersville of uh, Seuss Landing. 
the Hong Kongers think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like specialty cotton candy that they then like pour toppings on and stuff. But we were just standing in there and all of a sudden, like, I'm not even kidding, like five who's came in. Yeah. Uh, And it was actually really fun. I mean, over in Hollywood, you only can see them in the Universal Plaza, and <laughs> and here it's kind of fun that they're walking around all over the the Seuss Landing. Yeah, so. they 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 will make their way around Seuss Landing all day. It is it is a nice little touch. Yeah. See, I didn't even know they walked around your Plaza area there. I knew that you did the weird tram tour thing where you pull up to the Grinch set, right. and then they just start singing and dancing for thirty seconds. You pull away slowly. <laughs> yeah, no, they they do they do that, but then they also have the whole uh, in the oh, plaza. Yeah, they set up the whole Grinchmas section where they have the songs and they have the the Who's walking around and the Grinch yeah. takes pictures. Well, that's where I got to meet Max. And exactly. That was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I was lucky. I was, Except I mean, all the Maxes are so old, and they just they yelled at Kylie so much. They're like, do not touch him. Do not touch him. <laughs> yeah. Go, okay. Oh, boy. Get a Why bring out picture? the living animal if you can't touch it? Because the Maxes they choose are like, <laughs> as Tyler said, they're so sad, and you can tell that they are like, just months off from the last time they'll be called Max ever again. And but they're so adorable. Yeah. Who doesn't love a cute old dog? But it's yeah. It's something you have to go experience sometime. I highly recommend Universal Studio Hollywood. Studios Hollywoods. <laughs> There's two Hollywoods. of them. Two of them out in case you didn't know. Uh, the James so, Woods Hollywood. Yeah, back to the Grinch and Friends character breakfast. So, it, you know, I think it's a good way to get in. Uh, you're going to have a decent breakfast, but you're going to make some good memories. So that's the first way I would start your day at Universal. And then right after that, that's not at Universal, though. That's in Cafe uh, or Circus Mergurgus Cafe Stupendous. It's always a tongue twister. I always just kind of start to flubber my words in there. If it was a flubber breakfast, that would be even better. Uh, The next thing I would do after you're doing all this, I would try to hit one of the first shows of the Grinchmas Hooliday Spectacular. Uh, These run runs throughout the entire day. I believe the first show starts right around 1130 in the morning. And then it's kind of like every hour ish. So eleven, like today, for example, it was eleven thirty, twelve thirty, one thirty, three forty five, four forty five, and five forty five. So lots of chances to see it throughout the day. Obviously, the longer the park hours are, the more chances you're gonna have to actually see it. But uh, if you're still unaware of what happens in the Grinchmas Holiday Spectacular, it is essentially a mashup retelling of. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the the cartoon version with the live-action Ron Howard, Jim Carrey version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And it's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Sure is. <laughs> Chorizo. And then um, Mannheim Steamroller thrown in there, too. Yeah, and the score is completely done by Mannheim Steamroller. You may remember them from being the band Mannheim Steamroller. If you've ever heard the weird electronic Deck the Halls, perhaps, then you would know them from that. And then that one song that it sounds like it should be in Home Alone, but it's not quite that version. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Home Alone theme song? <laughs> no, not the Home Alone theme song. The the the, the Sugar Plum Fairy? No, the 
Oh, a Carol of the Bells. Yeah, Carol of the Bells. Thank you. I just couldn't think. Well, I always go straight to... Ding, fries are done. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's not. And so, yeah, that's that's the Grinch Miss Hooli Day Spectacular. You know what? I don't like the live-action version of the Grinch. I don't. What? Really? I think this is actually... Mostly a general consensus. I think no. more people dislike this movie no. than like it. Really? I'm going to the Rotten Tomatoes on it. We'll Do see what like the critics okay. have to say. If it's 49%, then you'll be correct. But touche. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I I like I like it because I feel like it, I mean I get it, it's not going to have a mass appeal, but it's got so many like little adult jokes in there that it just has me laughing every two seconds in that movie. Mm. I mean, where are you, Christmas? That's, that's oh, what is it, Craig? What is it, Craig? What is it, Craig? Fifty three. So it's just oh, slightly yes. <laughs> you guys slightly win this round. <laughs> so I will concede you are correct. More people like it than not, um, but the audience score on it is terrible. Fifty five percent. Hey, so that's hey, even better. That's more than half the audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get really, really fancy with that there. So I don't personally care for it. I love the cartoon version of the Grinch oh, and the course. Of, yeah. of course. Um, of course. And there's no beating that. But version. you are right. Where Are You Christmas is a great Faith Hill at her best, just singing away Where Are You Christmas. The thing I don't like about this show is Martha May, that whole section. Mm. But that's different in the Grinchmas thing than it is in the movie. Well, yeah. Now I'm back to the Grinchmas holiday oh, spectacular. Okay. I, I was going to say, where's I, Martha? I don't. I don't like that. Either. Where's Martha? Yeah. Oh, and then she comes out and, hey, Mister the man in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just have a one-man show. The man, the man in the bag. Christmas is coming again. <laughs> like I hate that whole section. Um, that that just like throws a brick. Regular Buble up there. Yeah. Hey, I'm Michael Buble. Buble. <laughs> so that happens, and yeah. So, but overall, you know, the show they bring out Max, and I, I think if you're coming to Universal for the Christmas season. The Grinchmas is one of those things you have to do. I do this every year, despite the fact that I don't really like the source material that it's based on. It's it's a cute show, and like everything we talk about besides the Grinchmas, uh, the Friends Grinch and Friends Breakfast, everything here is completely free with your admission. I so. like the Grinch. I like the Grinch character from the Grinch movie. That's why I think I like to see this show a lot because it's like that sarcastic. I agree with you. I don't know. I saw him the other night when we did our holiday spectacular. They brought him in for 30 seconds and he left. But I was like, there's just something about it where I'm like, oh, don't talk to me directly because you're going to make me nervous. But I think you're funny. Talk to the people around me. Listen, (laughs) if you you think about it, it's like the best stage show they put on all year at Islands of Adventure. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're really. It's, right, like, you know, it's, it's the only bad. I'm seeing a little show. <laughs> no, but I'm saying Sinbad. that's that's a big deal. If you ask me, they don't do. I'm saying they don't do that. You know, I'm yeah, saying they I, never. I got you. you know what I'm saying? I know yeah. you guys. You, I know there's not much competition, but that's the point. If th- this is a good stage show that they're putting on at Universal, you I know? yeah, no, I I think it's definitely a must do. It's the source <laughs> material ultimately that I'm not okay with. Ron Howard does do things wrong. From time to time. Oh, Ronnie what? does a lot, Ronnie. Ron's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Do we have to watch Rush? The, I, do we have to watch any of the Angels and Demons movies? The <laughs> Da Vinci Code and then that other one that's hey, not great? They were entertaining at the time. 
I liked Angels and Demons, but what was the new one called? The Inferno. Lost Symbol? Inferno. Inferno. So Jones. You just saw you just saw the Grinch, miss. So at this point in time Tell us Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you just saw the Grinch, miss. It's just I'm growling all around on this one. Grinchmas so is coming. At this point in time, we're we're starting to like we're starting to have to make some choices. And here's where you can really I mean, we're talking small shows now at this point. Uh, and we'll go over all four shows that you can potentially see, and we'll try to whittle it down to if you can own, if you have a nice long day, you can hit all of these shows, no problem. But if you have to pick and choose, um, you're really going to have to to decide what you want to see. So one of the shows, the Blues Brothers Holiday Show, which I've seen that you still haven't seen that. No, it's a, gosh, it's not like they don't do it every single year. Uh, the Blues Brothers I'm come busy out in December. What's that? I'm busy in December. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm busy all the time. I still make time to see it. Uh, <laughs> um, lost my train of thought Blues there. Brothers 2000 Christmas Blue, show. Yeah, the Blues Brothers 2000s Christmas show. Do the construction workers have a Christmas version of there? <laughs> no. Oh. But I, I do really enjoy this show. It's every year, same exact thing. They just take their – they take – normal songs that they would kind of sing and they're set like soul man and they put the christmas spin on it so it's i'm a snowman <laughs> da, 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 da. uh and you know kind of going on that but uh it's the whole blues brothers appeal is just one of those strange things that it's you never see people stopping and waiting for the blues brothers but as soon as they come out and start performing it just everyone mobs that area, yeah. And I think if you're going to watch them at any time of year, I, I would watch their Christmas show. I, I enjoy the extra bit, like when they're using toilet paper to wrap up the Christmas trees, kind of a garland, and then they uh, put cigarettes in the tree as the <laughs> the, the decorations. <laughs> it's just this cute little touch there. Uh, you also at Universal Studios, you have a day in the park with Barney. And they add their Christmas twist where you're going to hear some hard-hitting uh, Christmas classics that you can sing along to with, like, Jingle Bells. Uh, said hard-hitting. I'm <laughs> Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I don't even remember if that's in there. I will be honest. That was I've, a joke. I've <laughs> only done – listen, <laughs> we don't joke about Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. I just don't think Barney would be singing it it's, to toddlers. <laughs> we're, not, we're not joking about Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, not during these times. So, I think it's a great song. Uh, I just don't think Barney would be singing it to toddlers. That's the only thing I was trying to we're say. We're just not talking about that okay. song at all. I think you missed his other joke. He just <laughs> oh, uh, okay. It's just okay, inappropriate. I, I did miss a joke then. Mommy needs to watch her boundaries on there. So A Day in the Park with Barney, uh, it's – essentially just for kids i walked in with a video camera and got the weirdest looks and you know i, I will go back to this in a couple of years and refilm it again for the site is well no actually no, we're won't. not gonna no, have you won't. yeah this is probably the last year we should do that um nintendo is gonna be plopped in its place yeah so uh yeah i guess shoot i have to go back this year now well that shoot. just ruined my day shoot uh but that is an option if you want to uh also during this time Back over at Islands, going to skip back there for a second. Uh, one of the first uh, brand new sets of entertainment here is the Frog Choir. And you saw a little bit of their performance in the vlog if you watched it. Uh, but they perform four different holiday songs. Uh, and it's, you know, while Rhino and I have gave our thoughts on this already, that while we find that this version of the show is the best you can see the Frog Choir overall, 
it's still the frog choir. It's not great. And my my thoughts and feelings on this show have not changed since the night that we saw it. I I I don't even know. When I was I took my parents there for the holidays just real briefly and while I wanted them to get to see everything that they could, like I really I want you to see this, I want you to see this. When it came down to it and we got in that time crunch, this ended up going in the skip list in terms of yeah. what to do. So I would put that um, in the skip list too. Yeah. I mean, what, I, I, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, it's a, it's a decent thing that uh, it's better than the, than the yeah. regular version. And because they don't, I don't know about anybody out there, but I hate the beatboxing stuff. I, I really don't do. get it. What's and, with all the throat noises. And, and, and I, well, don't you remember all the beatboxing they did in, in Harry Potter? Remember how every day, every movie they were beatboxing nonstop, right? You mm-hmm. remember that? It was in John Williams. It's actually what he's most yeah, famous yeah. for is his beatboxing scores. So that's the nice thing about the Christmas version is at least they kind of take a step back on the beatboxing a little bit with the exception of one of the songs. I was going to say like. one of them. Yeah. yeah and then one, it all one explodes. And one, of them, like, one of them is like, uh, I, so I actually like the Christmas songs. Um, but oh, I, wouldn't, yeah. I don't think I'd stop and watch it and be like, I need to see the frog choir. Yeah. Um, I would stop and watch it if it happened to like if they walked out right when I was passing yeah. by. Wouldn't the stage. make wouldn't make wouldn't take time out of your day to go out of your way to go over and see. Yeah, that. I'd maybe watch a song or two and then be like, "Oh, okay, you ready to move on? You know, let's let's go." <laughs> yeah, I I just said say okay. Yeah, that's why I giggled. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know you looked at me all weird. Well, I was I like, debated in that second. Do I make a joke or do I just let it happen? Because I was going to be like, what'd you call me? No, that's – yeah. <laughs> you were staring at me all weird. I was like, okay, fine. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were looking at me when you said it. Okay. <laughs> So the other thing that I think would be our number one recommendation in the rankings of odd shows to catch throughout the day, uh, of course, is Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees doing their Christmas set, which, of course, just makes it even more magical with the fact that it just starts snowing. I, at multiple times throughout the yeah. show. I love that show normally. I think it's one of – I said it in the, the vlog we did is that it's one of the uh, – I think probably the best caliber of like what I would borderline say is streetmosphere, but maybe a little bit more because I know it does involve a stage and whatever. But you're right there in front of her. It's not oh, like it's, a stage stage. So, But I think it's like – any, everyone involved in that, the dancers, the singer, I mean, they're singers as well. The, the Whoever is Celestina, like, phenomenal job all around. And I actually enjoy hearing those songs. It's never like, oh, get out of here, the music's playing. And I think the Christmas one did a great job with all those songs. Even that one that we were concerned about, the feeling yeah, hot, the calypso. hot, hot, calypso. I can never yeah. remember the name of the music. And uh, to go back to that uh, that test on how I truly felt about it, this was one where uh, had some issues getting in with tickets at the main gate and just kind of had like struggled on an uphill battle to try to get back to Diagon Alley to catch, uh, to catch Celestina and get to watch her show. And we probably showed up like two minutes after her set had ended. And this was one that I'm like, crap, I really, really wanted to see yeah. that. Um, that's how much of a lasting impression it has made on me. I, I think it's, it's really spectacular what they did with that show. Uh, it, it feels very uh, – it, it's weird because they're new and Harry Potter is modern day. But Celestina's got this 1920s, 30s, 40s, I don't know, somewhere yeah, like definitely. in that time era. They it already – they do a really good job of kind of making that feel timeless, 
You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's like the exact opposite of what that horrible stage show is at the Christmas party at Magic Kingdom with the texting and the telephone. And you're like, no, 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 no. Celestina does the, you know, even the, she got the hippogriff for Christmas. You know, I don't know. It's yeah. just, there's something charming about it, you know? It is yeah. definitely has much of a classier Christmas vibe, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, yeah. So just to give you guys an idea on set times in that, uh, basically Frog Choir and Celestina start in the uh, early early morning, not early morning, sorry, the late morning, uh, you know, around 1130-ish or so. And it, in terms of the Frog Choir, they switch back and forth every hour then with uh, the Triwizard Spirit Rally. So basically on the half an hour, you're going to see a show on the stage in Islands of Adventure, one of those two. So you'll, you'll know how to plan it out based on that. And then the same thing happens over in uh, Diagon Alley with Celestina going up against Beetle the Bard, basically half an hour intervals. You're going to if you missed one, you know, in a half an hour to come back and see the other uh, in terms of Blues Brothers, uh, you know, you it's just kind of every now and then so uh starts in the late morning around 11 and show at 12 one o'clock two o'clock four o'clock uh barney same style so if i had to rank in terms of you're gonna bounce around a little bit but uh if i had to rank in terms of these four kind of filler christmas things throughout the day i would probably put celestina at number one blues brothers at number two frog choir at number three and then barney all the way down at the bottom. I 100% agree, but I wouldn't even put Barney on the list. <laughs> Just <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't have a kid. Yeah. That's that's my that's I so I, I forget be. it even even exists. Yeah. So, that's I, that's yeah. I'll I'll be frank with you. I haven't been back by Barney this year. Who knows if they're even doing the Christmas version of the show this year. <laughs> I was going to say not. can I still be Garth? Yeah. <laughs> they might it's like favorite Wayne's World too. Yeah, joke I got you. I yeah, for all I know, they're they're probably not even doing it. They're probably like, you know what? Let's just pass this year. We're just going to do a solid pass. Oh, we got good stuff. But, Let's not taint it. Yeah, they, it's it, are people really going to care if we throw in a jingle bells here and there? Um, so. <laughs> yeah, you have that. Uh, let's talk about then the first big thing that you have to hit, and this is where there is going to be bouncing around, uh, and that is. Starting at dusk, which I said is around, uh, you know, getting closer on to six o'clock. And that is the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts. Oh, my gosh. The projection show. Amazing. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. (laughs) Go see it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So, Tyler, you have a unique perspective on this because uh, unlike Rhino and I, you are lucky enough that you have seen both versions of uh, castle shows that they've done, seasonal castle shows at Universal Hollywood. Right. Not Hollywoods. At <laughs> Hollywood, you saw the summer version, and then you've now seen The Magic of Christmas. What Which? What do you think? What, I mean, what are you thinking? They're both really, actually, um, probably some of the best projection mapping I've ever seen in my life. Oh, hands down. Yeah. But... Um, I think the Christmas actually beats out the regular version a little bit. Uh, and, and I know like, I, like Craig was saying, you haven't seen it yet in Florida, but I almost feel like we were kind of lucky to see it, the regular version first, because the Christmas version kind of steps it up a level. It starts with like 
the ghosts kind yeah. of singing the Christmas yeah. carols. The and it's just like the perfect way to begin the whole entire thing. And there, you, you will swear there are points where it looks like there are, there's some type of lighting happening from within the castle. Like, yeah. And it's not. It's all projection mapping. It is all done with – they mathed it up. They used their little computers and they – made it look like there was somehow light shining from within this castle and you, you know you what know. part i love because you're i think you're thinking around the same part is when the christmas tree is there for the first time and the lights start kind of dimming and so like the christmas tree is up there but somehow the it's like the lights dim around the back of the christmas tree right. so it looks at like it's like so what it you're looks saying. like it's actually the there, lights yeah. dimming out of the castle but yeah. the christmas tree stays really lit up it really makes the tree look right. really three-dimensional in that and part. I, I think one of the one of the reasons that Universal does so well at the projection mapping is because they're using the castle as a template to make it look like things are, they're making it look like things are happening to the castle. Mm-hmm. Whereas Disney usually will do like, they want the castle to disappear in a lot of the, in a lot of cases. Does that yeah. make sense? They I try and do, they, they try and do a lot of things where they're like, they're using it as a screen for their characters, mm-hmm. you know, whereas at Hogwarts, like the castle is coming alive. Yeah. Like, I could see that. And so to me, it's probably the most spectacular projection mapping. And I, I would say this is a, a do not miss. Uh, yeah. This is probably the one thing I would say that for Christmas you need to see probably. If you are only going to see one Christmas thing. which I actually on. agree with that too. Uh, this was mm-hmm. the biggest reason why I wanted to take my family to Universal just to basically see this show and we were able to watch it three different times it it varied they how was said the crowd was, when you were watching it uh, i'll get to that okay but the, can i finish no often, i want the crowd <laughs> i know that that's an important part of it uh they said that the show is going to be about every 20 minutes we experienced two intervals where it was about only 10 minutes in oh, wow. between two shows and then one was a solid 20 minutes uh we watched it from a couple different areas when uh, the first place I obviously took them to was where we got to watch it the night that we were there for the media event. Uh, and that area in itself wasn't that bad. Just about, I'm talking maybe like five or ten feet in front of the Frog Choir stage, uh, just looking straight up at Hogwarts Castle. That's where I think you're going to get the most complete view. If you can only watch the show one time, you're going to get the most complete view right there. The crowd standing around was not bad at all. The issue is crowd control in general. There, When we were there, granted, it was the night before Thanksgiving, so it was a very busy time. But it was basically walking past Ollivanders. It got to a standstill because they were only letting people in through the main entrance. You weren't allowed to come in through Jurassic Park. So you had to go in through there. It was getting clogged right at that point by Ollivanders. And then as soon as you'd fight your way through there, then it would open up. And, like, they were – they couldn't fill up the area well enough. So they were trying to yell at people to go further up closer to the castle. Go closer. Go closer. So that way they could get as many people up as possible. And then there was all these large gaps then Mm. right in the best place to watch the show. And then on the left, they kept like a lane open for people to go to Forbidden Journey to be able to ride it and Hippo. So uh, it was definitely a lot of a lot of mayhem there. On top of that, you had crowd control people screaming throughout a lot of the show. They tried to be as respectful as possible uh, during it. But, you know, when people start stopping in the middle of a path 
you got to start yelling. So there was issues with that too. And then uh, I, it's rare at Disney, you know, they banned selfie sticks and such. So it's been so nice being able to watch fireworks uh, because you might have to worry about kids and every now and then uh, those ignorant people with cameras who throw them up on a tripod way too high. Sure. Don't know any about those people. But uh, with this, it was just like, selfie stick school or shot straight up in the air oh geez and you know i'm six foot three six foot four right in that area stand straight up and even when i'm getting blocked by selfie sticks that's messed that's up. that's yeah. when it's really bad so uh while that area is the best it's definitely the crowds were not good these were crowds that weren't used to being respectful during a show so i didn't enjoy it we did then for the final show that we saw we went over to the bridge and watched it from there. While you don't get a great view of the full scope of the show, you only get a great view of the one side. I feel like that actually is the better place to watch it. There was no one on the bridge. Like, unless you, it, about a minute before, finally the entire bridge, like right up against the post, filled up. But other than that, like well, at five minutes before the next show, you could have walked up and just started leaning on the bridge. But not through that area, though, right? You couldn't come from Jurassic Park to go yeah. watch it on the bridge? You wouldn't be able to no. come from Jurassic Park. No, uh, you have to walk through the land, but then go to the bridge. That's my recommendation. Okay. Get on there, watch it. I think because you get a lot more of the lights that surround you there, too. Like, you get to see that whole mm-hmm. progression. It's definitely a unique approach. But that's my, my thoughts on magic of magic hogwarts one last thing before the show even starts that i think is really cool is that they project extra snow onto the whole Mm. mountain and i think that just really gives like a whole like you see the castle for the first time at night and you're like wow that that looks really snowy and cool it it blends into the theming of the whole hogsmeade area because it's got the snow everywhere and so it just feels continued and it's really good it it feels like it was there i had girls standing beside me arguing about whether or not there was snow on the rocks painted new snow normal day and that it was just lit up so you could see it better and it's like okay that's when you know they're doing it right exactly when there's these conversations going on uh at this point in time um or wait, I skipped over that before. Yeah, we, we didn't wait. talk about a pretty big thing. That's yeah, we new. talked. To, I missed that up. Whoops, Daisy. Before <laughs> you watch the magic of <laughs> Christmas at Hogwarts Castle, you should be over at Universal Studios Florida at five thirty for Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's. Uh, that's. That's the big thing. And then go over to Islands of Adventure and watch the Hogwarts projection show. Uh, Universal's Holiday Parade, I will say one thing. Uh, Since I did go back and watch it again, Rhino and I's big complaint the first time around was that it felt very slow. It did not feel like the pace was big and exciting. And there was a lot of awkwardness to it. And... Uh, unfortunately i have to report that that is still kind of the same this is a very slow parade while the the music that they recorded for it is uh brand new orchestrations um they like it's all created just for this parade i it is the lowest energy parade of any that i think i've ever seen Wait, so when you say you watch it, do you mean you watched the video or you went back and watched it? I went back and watched it. Okay. This time I watched it in Hollywood. 
so I got the different perspective because I wanted to make sure we got over to to Hogwarts before the crowds rushed over. So uh, it wasn't completely dark by the time that uh, Santa came past us. It was it was dark, and so like if you were watching the parade it, where the parade exits out in Hollywood, right by Mel's, you know you might see the whole thing in the dark. If you're watching in New York, you're going to see half half in the light, half in the dark. That's where we watched ours, mostly all in the light. But it, it that had nothing – that wouldn't have affected it in that way. It's just until like – unless there's the floats like the Despicable Me float and the Madagascar, like in the Shrek, like those floats have their own music going with it too that are way more upbeat. But then in between when it's just balloons, it is this like very slow, a little bit bouncy but mostly slow – uh, orchestral music and it just it feels awkward especially in places like you could tell when we saw it they had every single person the very first night rhino and i saw it they had every single person who was on the parade there for it so there was a lot of people but it just it still felt off with the timing then in this one like there was points where you could tell that people were calling out already <laughs> not there because it's like two people to go along with a float. Ugh. It's like, okay, this is they're in this big wide road, and then there's just two small people walking in the middle <laughs> of it. Um, I, I think the parade, the new balloons are awesome. The new floats are even better, but they need to change something up with the music in between because it's it's still a must see parade. I think it's actually it, it's one of the cooler parades that you can now see any time of the year in Orlando. Because those balloons, they're just so unique. The floats are really awesome. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's very strange. It's strange. What do you think slows it down compared to their normal parade? Or do it's, you think the normal not, parade is slow too? The normal parade isn't super slow, but the normal parade's got that. Uh, I know it kind of blends in with like celebrate and the dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 right. but the music's like very punchy, very fast paced. Oh, so you think the music is kind yeah, of this the just like issue. yeah, it's this is like and it's all very quiet too. So it's like I do feel like it was very quiet. Yeah, mm. it's it, there's just there's something off, and I know it's one of those things you probably have to see it in person to understand, well, but. I could see it Trust being. Me. I could see it being weird with floats going by and playing their yeah. own music, and then all of a sudden there's no floats and it's like very quiet. Yeah, I could see that. And that's strange. that's what a lot of it was—just a lot yeah. of quiet in between moments. Yeah. Uh, and so then the last thing, kind of wrapping up with this, I'll, I'll kind of toss these two together. If you do have a chance to walk around Diagon Alley and New York and uh, in Hogsmeade at night with the decorations. Definitely take advantage, but don't get overly excited about this. Uh, when they said that they were going to decorate up Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade, I think everyone thought a lot more mm-hmm. was going to happen with it. While there's more in Hogsmeade than there is in Diagon Alley, it's not overly done by any means. It's just a nice compliment uh, to I thought, everything. I thought the windows were going to be like redone. I thought there was going to be more stuff in the windows, you yeah. know, and and and. I, th- I like you said. I think there's more done in Hogsmeade because we, Katrina and I, went to Diagon Alley during the day. We were like, "Oh, there's not that many yeah. decorations." And then we were like, "It's kind of like, well, what should we do now when it was dark outside?" And we were like, "Let's go see the lights. Let's see what it's like at night." And 
it's really like yeah. nothing at night. <laughs> and again, this isn't this isn't a complaint. It's it's more of a critique. It's just yeah. It's there's not a lot there. But yeah, and you know, it's good that they did anything. I yeah. feel like, and I'm happy with. What- I like whenever the the holiday theming goes beyond. Just like the front of a park. Yeah. Like, that's always been my complaint about Magic yes. Kingdom when they do the parties and stuff like that. It's just on Main Street or right there. Like, I like that it's extended throughout. I agree with you. I, at the end of the day, I would rather see a little effort put into the decorations than no effort at all. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think Hogsmeade is probably the better of hey, any of the areas. I got a question for you. Yes. Okay. Because they, they – um, so – I was playing trivia on Thanksgiving, and one of the card questions was, how many children do Fiona and Shrek have? Oh, uh, three? I thought it was four. It is four, but in the float, um, no, 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 it's three. It's three. Craig's right, because I would have guessed one or four. I guessed one. Because remember, Fiona was holding the baby, yeah, and they even went out of their way to tell us at the media event that the baby's name was Felicia, and I said that thing about the girl Felicia that I went to school with, and it, like... There's only one baby. Where are the other children? I think it's from the third Shrek movie that it comes that the babies happen. Yeah, but he's saying where are the other ones? Yeah, but I'm saying on the float. Where are the other babies? Yeah, why did Fiona only? They're in the house. Oh crap! I answered that question based on my memory of that stupid parade. (laughs) That I actually really enjoy. but I think ah. it's three. I could be wrong. And we also found out, thank you to those of you who wrote to us, there in fact are uh, Jewish wizards in the realm of the wizarding world. Yeah, I saw that. That was nice. That's cool. That's cool to know. Uh, The final thing that you could do at Universal for the holidays, again, not talking hotels, anything like that. Hopefully we'll have time to check them out this year. But Mannheim Steamroller will play on December 2nd and 3rd, the 9th and the 10th, and the 16th and the 17th. It's actually a really entertaining show. Uh, I, I do enjoy Mannheim Steamroller as much as I joked about them before. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. The only thing I would say is uh, if you don't like go see Grinchmas at the last show and then go over to this because the show, the middle section of it just repeats every song you already hear in the Grinchmas Hula Day Spectacular <laughs> since they wrote the music for it. So Makes sense. it's an hour long concert. And when 40 minutes of it are songs that you've already heard, it's just very repetitive. So that's also a good reason that's why a good it's one of the earlier shows. And if, and watch The Heat, too. I had a day, like, my family and I were talking about it the very first time we watched the, the Mannheim Steamroller there. It was, like, a night where it was 85 degrees, and we were just, it was way too hot to be standing out there watching a concert and then thinking about like, Oh, if it was a nice night in the lower seventies or upper sixties, that's like ideal. So, you know, be, be smart about that too. If you know, it's going to be really hot out, maybe, which hasn't luckily hasn't been the case this uh, November. It's been on the cooler side. So hopefully that continues in, but maybe stick out a spot a lot earlier, but if it's on the cooler side, you don't mind being, just all up in people then show up later on but it's worth worth a see overall i think good good thoughts and vibes and feelings about christmas this year at universal uh orlando tyler's got them about universal studios hollywoods too so they're pretty good pretty pretty, good vibes 
Pretty good. Pretty Pre- good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. 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 Well, then that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Like always, if you need more information on this show or the others, head over to DizUnplugged.com, home of our show notes. Uh, it's where you get links to our Facebook page, our Twitter uh, handle, Instagram, all those good things. You can find our email there, podcast at DizUnplugged.com. Uh, what else can you find there? Son of a nutcracker. Um, (laughs) uh, Nothing else there, but if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you are hitting the like, the thumbs up button, and uh, leaving us comments down below. Share it and tag a friend. Yeah, sharing it, tagging friends, doing all that good stuff. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please go ahead and subscribe as well as rate and review us. That would be cool. And uh, what else? What else do we have? Oh, yeah. Thank you to everyone out there who listens to and watches and supports us. We really do appreciate it. We do it because of you, uh, because we love you deep down. And we know that we are the ones who get you through your monotonous routine lives. <laughs> I'm just joking. A regular, regular John Krasinski yeah. up there. <laughs> wow. Wow. But uh, I want to say a sincere thank you as well to Tyler for joining us. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Yeah, my thank, pleasure. Thank you for being in Florida and being on our show. We uh, will have you thank every you single time me. you're here. Yay. Yay. And uh, thank you, Rhino. I do appreciate you, too. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thank you again to everyone out there. Uh, we will be back with you next week for another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, no resolution.